You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Sleep Cove podcast can help you. Hi, I'm Christopher Fitton, the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind Sleep Cove. Sleep Cove features sleep hypnosis, meditations and bedtime stories, all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night long. Welcome to our new listeners joining us for a mindful moment. And if you're a subscriber, welcome back. We're very grateful to spend this time with you. While most of us feel we're doing pretty well just to survive these days, we want you to thrive. We want to help you tap into your full potential, and that starts with a foundation in mindfulness. Mindfulness improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, and motivation. You can live a better life and will help you discover how along the way. So let's get started. I saw an episode of The Best Thing I Ever Ate Last Week that I felt at the time sort of wrote this week's mindless moment for me. This program highlighted the stout vanilla cake shake served at the public house in Chicago. They take a large, tall, stemmed glass and paint it in buttercream frosting. Then they roll the glass in confetti and pearl candies. Then they mix a substantial slab of vanilla cake with confetti frosting, vanilla ice cream, milk, and a craft beer in a blender. They pour this concoction into the frosting candy-covered glass and top it off with another big hunk of confetti cake on top. There's a chocolate porter version of this shake for those who don't like vanilla. I absolutely confess to judging the many patrons in this bar who had one of these monstrosities sitting on their tables in the wide shot of the public house. I caught myself and thought it was a great example of simple mindlessness on both the patrons as well as the creator of this caloric nightmare. And then I thought some more. Was it a mindless act to create a drink loaded with nothing but unhealthy ingredients on top of who knows how many calories? Or was it mindfully crafted with increasing business in mind while creating something novel enough to garner free publicity on TV? And how do I know that the customers didn't mindfully select this drink after reading all of the ingredients or based on seeing someone else's on their table? The truth is, I don't. Many people make the mistake of thinking that mindfulness is good and mindlessness is bad. But as you've heard me say many times by now, a key tenet of mindfulness is that there isn't really a good or bad anything, as that would be a judgment. Both mindfulness and mindlessness are a state of mind, a way of being. We can do something very harmful, yet still do it mindfully. Mindful means awareness. 
Mindless means a lack of awareness. The patrons of that bar may have been very aware of the comforting smell of vanilla, the celebratory feel of the look of the shake, the novelty of such a weird mixture. They may even have been aware that they probably wouldn't feel very good after consuming it. If so, they were mindfully consuming what has to be the most unhealthy food combination I've ever seen. So what happened to our mindless moment example for this week? It was me. I cannot recall once in my life thinking it would be beneficial for me to sit down and watch a cooking show. Nope. But when I'm tired and plop down in the living room with remote in hand, if I happen across a food or cooking show, the mindlessness begins. I frequently think in the beginning that I'll just watch one episode, but that almost never happens. Instead, I'll binge watch show after show. Carnival Eats, The Best Thing, Good Eats. What makes this mindless is that I don't intend to watch the shows, nor will I almost ever need the information. I'm not going to the county fair in Macon, Georgia, nor am I going to smoke my own meat. But there I sit, mindlessly enjoying the smorgasbord of America. Speaking of food, mindful eating is an excellent way to strengthen our overall mindfulness practice. It's a tangible, tactile experience where we can become aware of a multitude of sensations and feelings. Mindful eating is remaining aware, in a non-judgmental way, of the complete eating experience. The health benefits of eating mindfully include a reduction in negative emotions, improved digestion, and it can even contribute to weight release. The most common practice in mindfulness classes is to practice on a raisin. Personally, I don't like raisins, so I use apples in my workshops. The old adage, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, is actually backed by science, and I love hearing a room full of people crunch into the red, green, orange, and pink apples at the same time. Apples can help prevent heart disease because fiber and antioxidants prevent cholesterol buildup in the blood vessels of the heart. The fiber also helps move waste through the intestines, which can help lower the risk of problems such as irritable bowel syndrome. And the apple skin contains half of the vitamin C in the apple and is rich in phytochemicals, which helps fight chronic disease. They even contain potassium, which helps keep blood pressure under control. I'll bet you've never thought of all of that as you've bitten into an apple. And that's a large part of the point of mindful eating, being aware of everything about the process. You can mindfully wash and dry the apple. Take in a breath and focus on how the apple feels in your hand. Its color. Its weight. Its health benefits. How did the apple get to you? Where was it grown? Who picked it from a tree, loaded it on a truck, and unpacked it at the store? Think of all of the people who worked to get this apple to you right now. As you take the first bite, notice the burst of sweet juice that literally sprays from the apple. Focus on what it feels like in your mouth. What does it taste like? How does it sound? What is it like to slowly chew and swallow it? As you become fully aware of eating the apple, you become fully aware of the present moment. You become fully engaged in the here and now. Are you craving an apple right now? I ask my workshop participants to try to chew their apple bite 20 to 30 times, 
noticing changes in the taste or texture of the bite. Then I ask them to eat a potato chip and chew it 20 to 30 times, noticing the same. While the apple stays true to its taste all the way to the end, no one can chew a potato chip that many times and the initial salt and crunch quickly dissipate into an unpleasant mush. It's an excellent way to determine if what you're eating is healthy or not. You can do the same thing with a french fry. It's fantastic when it first hits your mouth, but if you pay close attention, it's not so good at the end. Mindful eating encompasses not only the item you're eating, but being aware of how it affects your body. We frequently don't hear what our bodies are telling us because we're distracted by other things. Stress further muffles our body's messages. Instead of feeling a craving for a banana or avocado because we're low on potassium, we think candy bar to soothe our anxiety. A good practice is to stay aware of our bodies after we've eaten something as well. Certain foods give us energy while others make us feel bloated, uncomfortable, or even sleepy. Food triggers are another area where mindful eating can be beneficial. Before you eat your next bite of anything, pause and consider why you're eating it. What prompted you to do so? Did you see the food and then want to eat it? Or did you smell the food and that prompted a craving? Was your stomach growling to indicate actual hunger? Did you feel upset, anxious, or sad and then decide you wanted that item? Being mindful of why you chose a certain type of food can help you hone in on your mind and body's prompts and respond according to actual needs. If you discover that it's your emotions prompting the choice, you can take a few deep breaths and calm down first. You may still want to eat the food you've chosen, but now you're aware that you're trying to meet an emotional need, not a bodily hunger need. Chances are, though, the more you recognize your emotional food triggers, the less they will occur. Or you'll make better choices in addressing those needs. Calming down before you eat is always a good idea. You can mindfully prepare a meal or snack, relaxing and enjoying the process, which will help you more enjoy the experience of eating. If instead you've picked up fast food, take a moment to unwrap it and smell it before consuming. Expressing gratitude for the meal or snack before you eat it also increases the pleasure of eating. Many people no longer say grace before eating, but that may be a ritual to reinstate. Feeling grateful releases feel-good hormones into our bodies and that helps ensure good digestion. So whether you say a prayer to a higher power or simply focus on gratitude in general, you're intensifying your focus on the food, and that's mindful eating. As for our stout vanilla cake shake, non-judgment is a key component to mindful eating. Most of us have our mindless moments where we consume something that makes our bodies feel sluggish or consume too much of something and feel the need for a nap afterwards. If you're trying to eat healthy and slip, don't waste energy on judging yourself. Feel gratitude for the experience that you enjoyed at least initially and set an intention to make the next thing you eat a healthier choice. Bon appetit! Let's close with a focus on the miracle of our bodies. Sit comfortably and close your eyes or soften your focus and gaze down. As you take in your next breath, consider how amazing it is that your body seems to effortlessly convert the air outside of you into what your body needs to function. 
Notice how your breath feels as it moves through your nostrils, down into your chest, and all the way to your belly. Consider all of the automatic functions in your body. Breathing, heart beating, digestion, blood circulation, all effortless on your part. Continue breathing normally and noticing any bodily sensations that arise. Return your attention to your surroundings, slowly opening your eyes or refocusing your gaze. Feel gratitude for the miracle of your body. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Be sure to join us next week to discover what type of mindset you have. It makes all of the difference between engaging in life versus just surviving it. If you have questions or comments, email us at info at work to live productions. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee on Apple Podcasts Spotify, or your other favorite podcast outlets. We'd also truly appreciate you taking a few seconds to rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at Work to Live. 
A Mindful Moment is hosted and produced by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Meteorite Productions. Meditation music, Oxygen Garden, by Chris Zabriskie. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.